Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Hi. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Everyone, it's a pleasure to be here today. It is a good um, morning for me here. I live in Canada, and so it's morning. Awesome. Thank you for letting me know, Saha. It's a beautiful morning here. It's a holiday uh, over here, and we're just taking things a little bit quiet and um, easy, a bit of waking up late and just resting. It's family day here in Canada, and I think that it's a good opportunity for us to be talking about this. It's Sisterhood Monday here at the Help Club for Moms. And it is truly a privilege to be able to share with all of you today. And so, for those who don't know me, my name is Rusha Yashiru, and I'm one of the writers here for the Help Club for Moms. I am also the founder of a global ministry called Mothers Arising, and I also double as the CEO at Mom University. It's an organization that is focused on supporting mothers with coaching, mentoring, and community to help them discover God's purpose for their lives, to thrive in this purpose, and to also leave a legacy of purpose for their children. I'm also a certified clarity, leadership, parenting, and family values coach with the John Maxwell team of Global Coaches. And I am passionate about supporting mothers to, to just live out the fullness of who God says we are. And so I'm I'm a woman married for over 16 years, going to be 17 sometime later this year. And I have three amazing children. Uh, my son is 15 tomorrow. And I have two daughters, age 13 and one, almost nine. And I'm grateful, so grateful that um, Deb has asked me to be here today. And I'm also grateful for the Help Club for Moms team, all that they do to support moms um, and what God is doing with the Help Club for Moms all across the world. It's truly a privilege to be connected to this ministry and to the amazing work that God is doing here. And so today, on Sisterhood Monday, I'm going to be sharing with you about spirit-led parenting. And so right now, I'm going to encourage you to grab a journal, pay attention, just tune in. Use this time as a way to just check out of all the busyness and activities around you. Give yourself an opportunity to rest in God and don't get distracted by the many things that are on your to-do list. I know I'm mom, so I know that there's definitely a lot on my to-do list as well. So just use this uh, maybe 20, 30 minutes or thereabout to just tune in, stay connected and don't let anything get you distracted because what we're talking about is important. Um, if, it's, if you're going to have this calmness, this peace, this joy that is in the Holy Spirit, then you definitely need to tune in. So before we get started, let's pray and just share a word of prayer together as sisters and let's connect to the Holy Spirit to help us get tuned in and to get us, you know, help us be able to learn today. Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are already here. Thank you because you are our, our shield, you are strength, you give us hope, you give us joy. You give us peace. And so we just come before you again today and we connect afresh to you. 
and we'll say, Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to tune in, help us to stay connected, help us to uh, um, allow ourselves to learn from you today as we open up our hearts to receive your word, to receive encouragement, to receive inspiration, to receive hope. We ask that Lord will live here with something tangible, a tangible result of your work in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Okay, so let's get started. Uh, we're going to be talking about spirit-led parenting. Uh, what does that really mean? And of course, um, as I share, if you have any questions or thoughts or comments, please feel free to drop your thoughts and your comments, and let's share together, all right? So what does it really mean when we talk about spirit-led parenting? I feel like uh, it's important that we distinguish these days because we hear a lot about spirituality. And I just want to clarify that we're talking about the Holy Spirit here, okay? The Holy Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit in our parenting is an opportunity for us to be led by the Holy Spirit in raising and parenting our children. You know that it is possible to be God's child and choose not to be led by the Holy Spirit. It's possible. It is possible to have given your life to Christ at some point in time, but do not. But you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to be the one leading you and teaching you and guiding you into raising your children. So it's possible to be a child of God and not choose and choose not, if I would say, choose not to be led by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we don't even do it intentionally. We just refuse to listen to him, right? And I know what that feels like because I am also a work in progress. I am a work in progress when it comes to yielding totally to let the Holy Spirit lead me and guide me. The truth is that God desires, he really wants, uh, you know, us to be led by his spirit in every area of our lives. God doesn't want you to just be led only in spiritual things, you know, because I am the person who believes very much that every area of our lives, in every area of our lives, we should be led by God's spirit. So there's no spiritual life. We are spirits, right? We are all, we are spiritual beings. God created us as spirits who live in a body. And so what that means is that every area of our lives should be regulated by the Holy Spirit, including our parenting, all right? So don't, don't let it be that you just segregate or, Say, oh, you know what? It's it's not spiritual things. Your parenting should be spiritual. Your marriage should be spiritual. Your business, your career, your work, your daily chores, everything should be a spiritual offering unto God because God made us to be spiritual beings. So we cannot segregate and say, well, my parenting isn't something I, re I really think that God can help me with. God wants to help you. He wants to help me. He wants to help all of us in every area of our lives. God wants me to commit my parenting. He wants me to yield my parenting over to him. And the Bible says in Romans 8, 14, that as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So the evidence that I am a son, the evidence that I'm maturing in my faith, that I'm growing, I'm, be, I'm living childhood I'm living my baby babyhood and maturing into a son of God is the fact that I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. So if I want to see if I'm really growing, if I want to test my 
maturity, then I shall see the level of my yieldedness, the level of my submission to the Holy Spirit. So let's start from there today. Let's start from that yieldedness. What does it mean to be led by the Holy Spirit? Before we talk about being led by the Holy Spirit in our parenting, what does it mean to be led by the Holy Spirit? You know, it means to be submitted to the dictates, you know, how he tells you to do things, to his instructions, to his propelling, when he moves you to do things, when he's, he's leading you, guiding you to do things in the way that he wants you to do it. That's what it means to be led by the Holy Spirit, to be submitted to the dictates, instructions, and propelling of the Holy Spirit. And how do you get something to the Holy Spirit? Because I don't want to take it for granted that we all know what it means, right? What are the steps you need to take when it comes to submitting to the Holy Spirit? The first thing you need to know is that there is no submission to the Holy Spirit if you have not yet made Jesus the Savior of your life. If you have not yet accepted the sacrifice of Jesus for you and confessing his lordship over your life, because the Bible says in Romans 10, 10 that, as, that it is with our hearts that we believe and are justified. And it is with our mouth that we profess our faith and we are saved. So if you have never taken that step before, let me invite you to take that step today and say to yourself, Lord, I just want you in my life. Take over. Lead me. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I accept the fact that Jesus Christ died for me and I'm ready to submit myself to his leading. Because that's the first step. If you don't have a relationship that, like that, then you cannot be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for, is for those who have committed their lives to the leadership, to the lordship of Jesus Christ. So you acknowledge him, all right, as a lord over your life. Because beyond giving your life to Jesus and making him the savior of your life is you need to submit to his lordship. If you don't acknowledge him as Lord, giving him the permission to rule, giving him the permission to be the one in charge of your life, then you cannot truly follow him. You want him to be the one in charge of all of your affairs, right? I know that it's not going to be an easy walk in the park. I'm struggling myself. It's not every time I want to submit. I want to just do my thing sometimes. I just want to do my thing, right? But I have to remember that there is no um, compartmentalizing my life and saying, well, don't go to this side. I remember a friend of mine was giving us a, an, an analogy about what Lordship of Jesus Christ means. And she was just, you know, um, giving us this scenario. She said, imagine that you invited Jesus Christ into your home and he came into your home as a guest. And then you tell him, stay only on the third floor or stay only in this room. You're not allowed to move into the kitchen, into the living room. You can't move into the, you know, you can't even play in the yard. Like you can only stay in this room. That's what it means for some of us. Some of us have led Jesus Christ into our hearts, but you have not given him room over your life. That's what it looks like, right? You need to give, we need to give Jesus room over every area. He needs to be a welcome guest in every area of our lives. We cannot just leave him in only one portion of our lives and say, well, you know, it's okay to stay on this side, but don't, don't cross a line. Don't move to this area. <laughs> we can't do that. That's not lordship. Lordship means he has dominion, right? He is king over that, over that domain. You've allowed him to rule 
over every area of our lives. And if we want him, want him to lead us in our parenting, we need to take those first steps. There is no shortcuts to be led, right? There's no shortcut to be led by the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we need to acknowledge him as Lord over everything, give him permission, give him permission to rule, to be the one in charge of everything. And then as we give him permission, we need to listen to his prompts as he leads you. Don't say something told me, no. Don't say I just felt. Allow yourself to remember that the Holy Spirit wants to lead you. So the moment he, he makes you feel uncomfortable about something, right? The moment he wants to make, you, he tells you that don't do that thing. And you feel this conviction in your heart that I don't, I don't think I should do that thing. Yield to it. The more you yield to him, the more you allow yourself to be led by him, the better you get at being led by the Holy Spirit. It takes practice. It's a skill. It's a skill that we develop. You allow him to speak to you and you acknowledge it and you obey. He speaks to you even more, leads you into bigger things. So we start in his word and then he tells you something in his word, you do it. The more you are led that way, the easier it is for you to listen to recognize when he's speaking to you. The Bible says in John 10, 27, that my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me, right? We, we hear him, why? Because he's our God. He's a shepherd of our souls. So we can recognize when he's speaking to you. Imagine if you have three kids, for example, and one of your children starts to scream. You, we are moms, we know what that's like. Even if you have three sons or three daughters, meaning same gender, but you can still recognize and say, no, that's the, this, that's the one screaming. <laughs> Why? Because of, of you know, constant, um, you know, um, listening to their voice, voices constantly. You're able to differentiate between one child and another. You can tell, uh, that's, not, that's not the one screaming. <laughs> I know the one who's screaming. Why? Because you've heard their voice over and over again. That's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. And they follow me. They follow, they follow him because he's the one leading them. Right? It's important that we understand that fact. I remember listening to a story that a lady was sharing. She, she owns a farm. And she was saying that, do you know that even though, well, she and her husband own the farm together. She was saying that, do you know that even if it's her husband that is a farmer, he's the one that owns, <laughs> owns the farm, you know, technically. But you know what? When she is um, calling the sheep, the sheep respond to her voice and, you know, she leads them into where they're supposed to be and all of that. But when her husband calls the sheep, they don't respond to him. <laughs> Why? Because they've come to recognize her voice. They've come to see her as the one who is their shepherd, even though her husband is the owner of, of the farm. Can you, can you see now? The more we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, the better it is for us to actually recognize when he's speaking to us. And before we can be led in our parenting, we must be led in other areas of our lives. There is no half measure with God. He wants to take over everything. He wants to be the Lord and master over our lives, you know, leading us into a good place, actually. He has good intentions for us. So we must trust him, trust in his leadership, trust in his instructions, trust that he has a beautiful future for us and our children and our families. It's easier to follow somebody you trust. So whatever area of, your, of our lives where we are still struggling to trust God, we have to ask him for his help and say, Lord, 
I have a hard time trusting you here. Please help me. Please help me. Whatever issues are there, maybe you you were hurt, um, you know, by someone in that area of your life. Maybe somebody defrauded you. And so it's tough for you to yield that area over to Jesus. You can ask him for help and say, Lord, I have trouble here. Help me. Help me. You know, help me to yield myself over to you so that it will be easier for you to follow him wherever he's leading you. So let's talk about parenting, you know. How do we involve the Holy Spirit in our parenting? How can we be spirit-led parents, spirit-led moms? Because being a spirit-led mom starts with the fact that you're already spirit-led, which we talked about earlier, right? Be spirit-led, period, first, before he can, you can be spirit-led in parenting. There's no shortcuts to that. So in terms of involving the Holy Spirit in our parenting, it will start from developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit through fellowship. We talked about the fact that we should listen to his prompt as he leads us. There is no way to know he won't leading if we haven't taken the time, the effort to invest in our relationship with the Holy Spirit through fellowship. You cannot be friends with somebody you don't speak to. You can't be friends with somebody you don't know. You can't recognize the voice of somebody you don't know. So as a mom who desires for the Holy Spirit to help you in your parenting, you have to spend time in prayer. You have to dedicate time every day for prayer, to study God's word, to grow in your relationship with God. You have to prioritize that moment. And one method that really helps me, because I know, I know, I acknowledge that we're all busy moms and everybody, you know, we have like this long to-do list that never ends, right? But one thing that has really helped me is that I, I put reminders on my phone throughout the day to remind me to connect to the Lord. So whether it's you want to spread it across your day, maybe every three hours, every four hours, it just that reminder just beeps and just tells you something like connect with God right now. And you can just take like five to ten minutes in that moment and just, you know, maybe sing a song, worship Jesus, maybe just remind yourself of what you read earlier, earlier in the scripture that day. Maybe just want to say a word of prayer. You want to talk about what is happening in your day right now. Maybe you're like, oh, God, right now, I'm feeling so frustrated. But, well, I know you're here. I know you're in control. I, I receive your peace. I receive your joy. Help me to change my attitude. That's a way to keep your God consciousness throughout your day. It reminds us to connect ourselves and be God conscious each day. When the Bible says pray without ceasing, that's what it means. Not lock yourself up in a room and pray all day, but carrying a God consciousness with us everywhere we go throughout our day. It's what helps us when a when child is throwing the tantrum or, you know, your child is acting in a way that you're like, oh, my God, help me, Jesus. Or, you know, in just being kind to your family, in serving your family with joy and peace, whatever that looks like. It takes us staying connected, building a relationship with the Holy Spirit through fellowship. Not, there's nothing that trumps that, all right? And then the next thing will be to say to ourselves, how can I get God involved, right? With every decision I need to make concerning my children. I need to involve God. I don't just take a decision. I mean, for me, let me tell you my own story. For me, it started off with even, I mean, when I had my kids, my, my three children, I was living in Nigeria at that time. And so the, the choice of a hospital to have my children in was, was from God. Like I had to pray and say, Lord, 
where do you want us to have these children? Because I need the doctors to be people that are going to help me, you know? Starting from there, where should I have my kids? What pre preschool should they go to? I mean, I went around shopping for preschools. And you know what? Even the one that we like, oh, this school, I've read about it, is a good school. The moment I stepped my foot into that school, I was like, you know what? I don't think this is school for us. They hadn't do any, done anything wrong. I hadn't met a single person in that, in that school. As at that time, I just sensed that God said, no, this is not the school. And the school that I didn't really like, okay, maybe, maybe not. The moment I set my foot in that school, I heard the Holy Spirit say, this is the school. This is where your children should go. And I can tell you for free that that was the best thing ever. So we need to involve the Holy Spirit in every area of our children's lives. Every decision that has to do with our children, we need to involve him. We cannot exclude him from anything. He needs to be in charge of every decision of our children's lives. So that's a way to trust him. It's you saying, Lord, I trust you. I know that, first of all, in the first place, I am not the owner of these children. I'm just a steward that you have chosen to give the privilege of raising these children. And so I trust you that you have good intentions for their lives. And because I trust you, I can leave them over to you. I can allow him to be the one leading them, guiding them, because I know you have beautiful intentions for their lives, right? So we need to rely on him with every decision, right? And then we need to model a lifestyle of faith to our children. You know, there's nothing as beautiful as trying to raise children who already love Jesus. I mean, Jesus is also their father. There's no grand, there's no grandchildren with God, right? Every person, whether you're adult child, is God's child. So imagine if God was the one conditioning your child himself. So we need to model a lifestyle of faith for our children. Your child is watching. Our children are watching us. They are picking up daily from our lifestyles. Sometimes they open their mouths to speak and I just laugh like, oh my goodness. They say, mom, that's how you sound. <laughs> and I just laugh, you know, say something I say, maybe during devotion or whatever. They are watching. They are checking what you're doing. They are picking from your lifestyle. So practicing God's presence should be a part of our lifestyles so that our children can pick that from us. They shouldn't only learn by, by us telling and saying, do this and do that. But they should, they should see us. They should see us putting Jesus first. They should see us waking up early to meditate on, on, the, on, on God's word. They should see you praying. They should see you serving. They should see you living a lifestyle of patience, of joy. They should see us doing things that glorify Jesus. That's how we model that lifestyle of faith to our children. There's no other way to do it. We need to model that lifestyle. And, the, and one of the beautiful things about that is that the, mo the more we do that, the, more, the, the easier it becomes for our children to take on the faith of their, of their parents and make it their own. So it will not just be because mommy said so, but they can see the fruits of your lifestyle. They can see the fruits of your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And the more you do that, the easier it is for them to embrace that relationship for themselves and make it their own. Another thing we can do is that we can teach God's word to our children. So apart from modeling is that we must, we must actively, intentionally and deliberately put God's word into our children, whether it's through time, the time you're spending reading the Bible to them, reading the Bible together as a family, the time they are spending memorizing scripture deliberately, the time that we are having devotion together as a family, whatever that looks like for you. 
we must have a curriculum of the things that we are teaching our children when it comes to God's word. We must have something we are doing deliberately, whether it's you're reading through the scriptures together or you have a particular plan you're reading together as a family. Something that you're, all of you are trying to learn. Maybe you want to learn, all of us are learning about love, for example, or about kindness or about joy or about identity in Christ. We can do it together as a family. And please don't think that your child is too little. There is no age too little. You can start saying it around them. Let them develop a habit. Let them grow into that habit. Because the thing is that it's easier to start when they are younger, right? Of course, if you have older children, nothing stops you from still investing that time. And starting from where you are right now, if you if, if you're not you have not been the kind of person who's been deliberate before now, you can start right now, right now, this moment, right, and then and just keep teaching God's word to your to our children, finding creative ways to pass across God's word to our children and to let them know God for themselves too. It's important because when we teach it to them, they can own their own faith. They can ask questions. They can share their doubts and talk about what it is, what it feels like for them, right? And then the last thing I'm going to share before we round up is the power of prayer. Nothing trumps the power of praying for children. We can condition children. We can condition their lives. We can condition their steps by committing it to Jesus. To say, Lord, as I direct my child's steps, as that you help them to be children after your own hearts, uh, that you will help them to be the kind of children that love Jesus and their hearts yearn for you. There is nothing that we cannot share with God when it comes to our children. So let's pray with our children, praying with them, praying over them, praying for them, right? Let them see you pray over them. Let them know you're praying for them. Let them, let them know that prayer is going ahead of you. You cannot misbehave right you cannot live your life like a child that is not a child of god like you we have to continue to show our children that prayers are powerful the power of prayer we must model it to them by praying we must talk about answered prayers in our home we must pray for them we must continue to invest in prayer there's no shortcuts to this life you know it's amazing how you can actually regulate the condition of your home. You can regulate your home through prayer. You can say, Lord, I thank you because this home is filled with joy, filled with peace. I thank you because in this home, we have a good attitude. You know, the children in this home are obedient. We do the things that we're supposed to do at the right time. There's nothing that power of prayer cannot accomplish. I tell you from experience, God is waiting for us to partner with him in raising our children. Because in the first place, like I said before, they are not ours. They are just, we are just stewards over these ones. And we have a responsibility in their lives. God has made us stewards over our children. And the earlier we realize that, the easier it is for us to actually take on and embrace who the Holy Spirit is and what he can do with us and for us in our parenting. And that's why it is important for us to just take time and say, Holy Spirit, I can't do this by myself. I acknowledge that I'm powerless in this. And so I want you to be my partner. Please be my partner. Let me, I want to partner with you to raise my children. That's the only way that I can truly say that I am led by God's spirit in my parenting. 
That's the way that we can be spirit-led. Moms. And then, of course, it will overflow into our parenting. If you are spirit-led moms, it will obviously overflow. You can't be spirit-led and ignore your parenting when it comes to, you know, to, to the Holy Spirit, right? It will overflow into our parenting. And so I really, really hope that uh, what we've shared today has been a blessing to you and that one, one, whatever we shared today that just makes you feel like I need to do more, I need to be better at this, whatever that, that looks like to you. I want to just take time to just pray over, over that, over whatever you've learned and say, Lord, I know that I'm deficient in this area. Help me, help me, Jesus. Help me to be more deliberate about spending time in your word, about spending time in prayer, about choosing to prioritize you, about you know submitting my, my parenting to you, whatever has touched you today, just talk to God and say, Lord, I thank you because you opened my eyes to see these areas of my life where I need you. I need you more than ever before. And I just pray that, Lord, you will help us. Help us to continue to be these spirit-led moms, moms who love you, who care about you, who can model a lifestyle of faith to our children, moms who are, who are wise in scripture, who are wise in administering our homes and our families, in leading our children in the way of the Lord. We receive your grace. We receive your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining today's Sisterhood Monday. And we cannot wait to see you again. Um, you know, please share, share, share the video, share with somebody, another mom, you know, that definitely needs to hear this message. Don't forget to share it. And don't forget to, you know, keep sharing um, and come back to watch the replay if you need to definitely have um, something that you want to go with for your week. Okay. God bless you all. Thank you for joining and we'll see you next time. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, ladies. Bye.